Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. <clears throat> Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where sometimes we don't hit the cough button soon enough and <laughs> Dan coughs in the mic. It's okay. It's always about Dan. We're, Come on. <laughs> always about Dan. You're our comic relief. And our, our gun experts all wrapped in. I didn't one. know my mic was even turned on. It hadn't been turned on all day. So. <laughs> this is true. No, that's not true. Anyway, Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are talking today... Our theme today, not only is it our third anniversary, our third birthday, but our theme is why I carry. So why do you carry a gun? It's a question that those of us who do carry get asked actually quite often. It's a simple question, but the answers are complex, deep, and very personal. And the manner in which that question is posed is important to note. You see, all too often, the question is a veiled indictment that there is something deeply wrong and broken in the character of the person who does carry or simply owns a firearm. The rights restrictors fear your freedom and mine. Those of us who stand outside of their worldview by having the audacity to enjoy our God-given freedoms. They are unnerved by that independent spirit, and they will use any means necessary to muzzle us into silence and crush us under the thumb of tyranny and big government. So among the reasons why I carry is to offer an example to our children and our children's children of what it means to be patriots who value our constitutional and our civil rights, and we exercise these rights unencumbered and as free American citizens who need no permission from anyone to do so. This, and so much more, is why I carry. Well, our first guest on our second hour is Mark Keith Robinson. You will know him from his I Am the Majority speech, a conservative social and political commentator, his main venue is social media, live video, written commentary, and memes, and a fearless, to-the-point message that supports patriotism, family values, and the Christian principles that support these ideas. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, thank you for having me. I am just so excited. We got to meet each other in person in D.C. when we were speaking at the 10th anniversary of the Heller versus D.C. event. And uh, what a what a perfect place for you to have spoken uh, that message of being the majority. Well, thank you. Like I said, it was an honor to speak at that uh, that event. That was uh, certainly an honor. And I didn't realize it until I was building your guest page last night. But um, 
pardon me, with my pinky lifted, you got to speak at the NRA National Convention this year, and I wasn't there because I was off graduating with my master's degree or something. But uh, how amazing that, that, that you were asked to do that. It was. It was fantastic. It's one of the, uh, one of the best things I've gotten to do so far. Absolutely fantastic. And all of this blossomed out of a day that you walked into your Greensboro, North Carolina City Council meeting, and you gave this speech that so many of us have enjoyed hearing on YouTube. Uh, and it was you just kind of launched into this idea that, you know, they're talking about minorities this and minorities that. And then you said, but when do we get to talk about me? I'm the majority. I'm a, a safe gun owner, a responsible gun owner. Um, I just have to ask, was that, did you have any of that planned or did it just kind of like come out as you were thinking it? No, that, that speech was completely, uh, I guess you could say off the cuff. It just, it just came out. Uh, I, I tried to think of something to say and I couldn't think, really think of anything to say. I had decided not to speak, but when I got up there, what I said, just it just came out. I just said what I felt. Well, I know you're a Christian person, and so when I say it, it just seemed anointed, I think you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. It was just so meaningful and so impactful and so well-crafted uh, that I think everybody that feels the way that you do was, was saying, you've just given words to so much of what is is sort of bouncing around inside of me. And I just, I love that, that you were able to be so impactful that day. Well, that's the thing that I'm uh, most grateful for. I'm, I'm grateful for the, for the uh, opportunity to be able to inspire people. And like you said, I do think there was some, some divine intervention there because uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like in a lot of ways, God put those words into my mouth because uh, he God does want us to have our freedoms, and he does want our freedoms to be protected. So I really do feel like uh, he had a, you know, he was leading me the whole time. It's incredible. And then for for you to be able to, uh, you know, be useful at um, and, and presented at, you know, these big events that encourage even more people, I do have to feel like there was some divine intervention there. And um, so did you grow up with guns, or is this something that, you know, as an adult, you decided, you know, you found the need for them or the love of them, the enjoyment of them. Talk to us about that. Well, no, I did not grow up owning firearms. I did not grow up around firearms. Uh, my first real experience training with firearms came in the military. Uh, I was in the United States Army. Oh, thank you for your and, service. Um, that was my first uh, experience with being trained with uh, firearms. Actually, my, it goes back further than that. Uh, when I was in high school, and this will tell you how times have changed. When I was in high school, we had a, uh, I was in junior ROTC, and we had a rifle team. And our rifle team would take twenty-two caliber rifles, get on a, an activity bus, and go to the National Guard Armory and target shoot. <laughs> so I would say that was my first formal training with firearms. Mm -hmm. That's when I first learned how to shoot. Uh, it's as far as owning a firearm, actually, when I gave that speech to the city council, I didn't even, I didn't own a firearm. Mm -hmm. uh, what led me to that meeting was I was going to purchase an AR-15. And uh, all my friends told me that the best place to buy one would be the Greensboro Gun Show. 
they said that's the best one in our state. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I heard they were going to cancel it uh, because of what happened in Florida, I was enraged. And uh, that's what led me down to the meeting. Okay. See, I didn't realize that piece. I knew from talking to you in D.C. that you hadn't yet purchased a firearm. And I I thought, you know what, that makes everything you said just that much more powerful, uh, is that you're not, you know, this uh, gun lobby that everybody wants to talk about, right? You're talking about your rights. You're talking about our founding principles, Uh and those sorts of things, not even from the perspective of a gun owner, but from someone who loves and values what so many people have fought and died for. That's absolutely right. Uh, The core principle being, uh, number one, uh, our rights and not having those rights stripped away from us if we've not broken the law. And number two, it's just a matter of fairness. Mm. I mean, it's not fair that somebody is going to restrict me from being able to purchase a, a legal firearm simply based on the actions of somebody else. So, hmm. yeah, that, that's definitely what uh, drove me to uh, go down and to the meeting and speak. Wow. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. This is Dan. Did did it help? Did they have the gun show or did they cancel it? Uh, it turns out they could not cancel the gun show. The only person that could cancel the gun show would be the Coliseum director. Now, that is what, that's the meeting that I went to. Uh, they found this out before that meeting. And they had a uh, decided they were going to have a meeting uh, after they found out they couldn't cancel the gun show. They decided to have a meeting about gun violence, and that's what they said the meeting was about. But I knew that that meeting was being set up to try to put pressure on the Coliseum director to cancel the gun show. Hmm. Uh, but it did not work. He did not do it. The gun show went off this weekend without a hitch, and we had a great time there. Awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Did, uh, I don't know if I should ask you this on the open airwaves, but uh, did you get the thing you were after? Actually, no, I did not purchase anything at this at this show. Uh, I I have made arrangements uh, to purchase firearms uh, in some other places that came up before the well, gun show. Probably everybody so, wants uh, to give you one and say thank you so much for being. <laughs> well, you need to yes, contact AZ Firearms. I told you at the, <laughs> when we we're in uh, D.C. But hey, I just want to sidetrack just a little bit. I looked you up a little bit on the Internet just okay. now, and I saw a quote that you did, and it's amazing to me. It says, I've been sick and needed a doctor. I've encountered trouble and needed a police officer. I've lived through times in war when our nation needed our military, but... I never, not once, needed a pro athlete for anything. <laughs> that is awesome. It's awesome, man. I said thank you. I thank you for, for saying it's awesome. But it's also it's also very true. I think one of the reasons why I've drawn away from pro sports is because, uh, number one, uh, we've given these pro athletes uh, too much uh, in the way of respect, and they have taken too much in a way of respect, meaning they have an overinflated sense of importance, and we've kind of given that to them. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to back up and realize who the important people in our society really are. Our mm. doctors, our lawyers, our firefighters, our teachers, mm. our policemen. Those are the people who are important in our society. They are the ones that do the irreplaceable job. They are the ones who are, are out here actually making a difference, life-saving differences day after day, you know, our military. Those are the people that we should be looking up to, we should be giving this respect to. Certainly, it's okay to like uh, professional athletes. Sure. But in the grand scheme of things, 
if they all cease to exist tomorrow, our society would not stop. Hmm. If our policemen, firemen, teachers, military, doctors and lawyers and so on cease to exist, uh, our society would crumble as well. So those are the people who we should be looking up to and giving the real respect to. I love it. Well, we are starting to to wind down a little bit with time. Unfortunately, it goes so fast. But um, I definitely have to ask you, were you always vocal about your your beliefs? And would you say that you're politically minded or just you you know what your values are and you're going to speak about them freely? I guess I am politically minded. I, I definitely pay attention to politics. But my main focus really is uh, trying to preserve uh, the American way of life. That's my main focus. And when I say the American way of life, I mean protecting our Constitution and the rights therein and and just protecting our values because whether people want to believe it or not, this country was founded and built on a set of principles and values that have – gotten us to where we are and we need to maintain those values so this country can stay great the way that it is now wow that's fantastic i i don't remember if i asked you before if you're a dad but i i really hope you are because we need more i I am i'm a father of two and uh, a grandfather of one he just turned one year old oh congratulations isn't that the best thank you love being a grandparent and i just love that because we need more parents who know our history history who understand you know it's not always pretty our history you know it's got some frays around the edges and some stains Mm -hmm. on it but we don't we don't just throw it away we we talk about it and we we let our children know about it i think that's part of you know that's part of the great part of our history is when you look at those warts and those bad parts, and and you see how we overcame them and how far we've come since then. That that gives me an overwhelming sense of pride. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be with us, and I hope you just keep on speaking and keep on helping people understand that we might not be quite as as loud and quite as rabble rousing um, as the other side, but we truly are the majority. We're, we're not silent. We're not the silent majority. We're just uh, maybe more seldom heard. Yeah, yes, definitely. But we need to make, like I said, we need to make our voices heard and we need to speak up a lot more. And I see that happening and I'm extremely pleased by that. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Mark Keith Robinson, for, for being our guest today and sharing your wisdom with us. Bye-bye now. Thank you. All right. Well, stick around. And I did forget to say, you can find him on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. And, uh, of course, his guest page on our website, Gun Freedom Radio, Mark Keith Robinson. All right. Stick around. When we come back, our good friend in studio today is Mike Russell, host of The Go Show. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. 
And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio. Thanks for sticking around. This is where we engage, we educate, and we inform. No, nope, this is where we party. Mike Russell's in yeah, the house. Yeah, I was like, That's wait a second, true. educate? Where's this coming from? I, <laughs> well, I'm in the wrong studio. Yeah, except when Mike comes, then it's just fun. <laughs> then it's just a party. Hey, Mike, by the what way, we're on, we're, we're on live right now. Make sure we don't talk about Cheryl like we do normally. <laughs> okay, no, I got <laughs> it. I mean, she's yeah, in the room, okay. man. Listen, okay. I hear everything. Oh, I, I know hear you everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop and if you've missed any portion of today's show be sure to go to our website gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content all 124 other episodes we have posted there and when you want to see uh you know what somebody looks like you know what what does mike russell's mug look like <laughs> a face for radio a yeah. face for rate no yep. that's not true when you want to put, put a, a <laughs> yeah okay it's a hunting picture Pretty i look okay sharp All right, looking. Yeah. All right, All right. so when you want to put a face with a voice <laughs> click the guest tab and you can just peruse for hours it's a great resource with you know photos of our guests bios of our guests links to their work uh we don't hate it when you spend time there so thank you so much for doing that now drum roll please in studio the man who's already taking over the show because he can't wait for me to do the intro he before he starts it. dan started talking. it our, See how i did that our guest <laughs> mike russell 
He is the host of The Go Show. Mike is a passionate outdoorsman and fierce advocate for the conservation of wildlife for generations to come. Mike's welcoming approach to the outdoors works to encourage anyone of any age to experience this outdoor playground of every state across the nation. And Mike, yes, I'm pointing at you, Uh is also the reason that Dan and I are even on the radio and how perfect that today happens to be our third anniversary how of cool Guns Freedom Radio. Well, happy anniversary, well, by thank the way. You. Yeah, happy birthday out. to us. I didn't know it until I got here today. <laughs> Once I again, a cake. do you read your emails? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. No, the are answer you, is really? no. Are you supposed to read the email? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I just say, she gets after me about it too. I just yeah. say I got it. The two of I these got guys. It. I got it. Holy cow! Passively They're, working the email. They are deal. the worst. I already prepare like three versions of an email because I know it's going to take that <laughs> to get replies. From At least the third, I'll get. Either, yeah, I stopped r- replying to her emails when we were driving down the road one day, and she emailed me instead of just telling me what to do. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's, that's it. I'm done. With I'm this, done. Right? I'm out. <laughs> I, I will actually text you when we're in the same room together. That yeah. does yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. So okay, let me explain why okay. Mike is the reason that we are even on radio. Uh, so you had a show on a local station here in the Phoenix area. Yes, and it's this you know this outdoor idea encouraging people to just get out and love nature and loving nature is also hunting nature we can get into that later because hunting is conservation absolutely you know yeah yeah bambi sometimes gets killed but it's all for good right yeah right okay there's more there's more they'll make more (laughs) more um but so on your show we of course were advertisers because we're thinking we love what you do, we want to support what you do, and your audience is our audience for AZ Firearms. But also, Dan has such an encyclopedic knowledge oh, yeah. of firearms, which he rarely gets to do on this show. You're saying that on the air? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, I can't deny now, champ. I can't deny go. the truth. You don't know anything else. Okay, let's get that straight. But <laughs> He's pulling that audio. That's his new ringtone right it's now. True. Yeah, that's his new ringtone when you call. But he... Um, he knows everything there is to know about guns. And so, you know, you were like, hey, Dan, come on and let's talk about guns. And then because I'm the only one who does email, I was the one planning. So I'm like, well, I don't know guns, but I know issues. So then we ended up talking about issues that's and right. a little bit about guns. But, but she anyway, knows that's, issues, that's for sure. But that's amazing. And, and th- yes, yeah, true. Steering I just, away from that. I just, my issues have issues, okay? <laughs> um, but. Thank you for that. But we start. We started together, and it was wonderful. It was it was content, and it was fun, and it was entertaining. It was educating to the audience. It was fun to do, and we've just become family. And you guys are partners on the new show. It's just it's it just works out. And there's no way I would do a show. And I told you guys when we launched this thing that I wouldn't do it without you guys. I mean, it's you guys are you guys are my people. And there's no way I would ever go to any other firearm store. There's no way I would ever sell any of my stuff. It would be auction house. It's beautiful. Everything works out just wonderfully i'm glad we're here i love it in three years you guys are growing up too you like my my radio kids so true who's your daddy you should have heard me on introduction today though my introduction today was like i can't read i I just can't i'm not gonna read anymore i'm just gonna try to memorize it there you go do the best extemporaneously yes nice so yeah you're radio kids so do we have to stand in the doorway are you gonna draw how how tall we are (laughs) we'll just say three years we'll go calendar (laughs) calendar height i like it i like it so you know we've touched on what the go show is all about 
So let's just explore that more. Like what what do you do on your show? Who is your your target audience? Who are you hoping you can influence? Mm-hmm. Like kind of that side audience, right? Yeah. And what are you kind of hoping to do? Because it's it's not like you're one of these activists that's making all your neighbors go march with you. No, you know no, what I no, mean. No, 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 no. But you want to you want to let people see the world and the beauty of nature and hunting through your own eyes. I, I am a uh, just an advocate for the North American conservation model and to understand how we have all the birds, the bees, the animals in the trees, everybody working together in you know the great circle of life. Yeah. Uh, the North American conservation model is the, the gold standard in the world for conservation of wildlife. Okay. And we as outdoorsmen and women are used as the front lines in that. We are used uh, by conservation agencies all around the nation to help them maintain healthy healthy levels, healthy populations of animals. And that, by the way, are the ones that we hunt, the ones that we fish, and all of the ones outside of those that those animals actually impact and are impacted by. So we are the front lines. We are the ones, the environmentalists. We are the conservationists. We want to reach out to the next generation because without that next generation, conservation is going to take a very, very bad turn. So my show wants to encourage everyone just to try something. Whether it could be it could be hiking, it could be getting a state parks pass. It's going to be contributing to the, uh, the the efforts that are out there to conserve this great playground of a state that we live in. So that's awesome. And so when you talk about the North American model, mm-hmm. like I'm not even, I'm not sure if, if I know what that is. like any- John Muir and Teddy Roosevelt got together and started camping together and mm-hmm. decided, well, we really need to keep this really, keep this as beautiful as it is. They love getting to Yellowstone, Yosemite, and said, we need to establish our state uh, state parks, our nation's parks, and we need to conserve everything going on. Here's how we do it. Let's get a model together. Absolutely. So it was an animal rights conservationist and <laughs> one of the biggest hunters in our nation's history coming together and saying, we can figure this out. Yeah. So when we talk about maintaining healthy levels of fish, of you know wildlife, mm-hmm. deer, whatever the case may be, um, in a microcosm, one of the examples of when that doesn't happen, um, and it was a while back that I, I read about it, so I might screw up part of the details, but near the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. there was this huge preserve of buffalo. Yes. Bison. Bison, yep. Or beefalo. Beefalo. Yes. Right? And so they they um, outgrew the lands. Yes. There were so many of them. Mm-hmm. So now there's no grass to eat because they already ate it all up. Right. And what's happening to these creatures they're, well they're destroying the rim of the grand canyon they're absolutely destroying it so they tried to move them and they not shockingly not surprisingly they came back <laughs> they came yeah. back home because that's where they live and then they uh so now they had a, this big hubbub about how to call the population they need to pull about 200 of these bison out and it was this big fight actually the the now late john mccain was a big part of the argument for the outdoorsmen to be a part of this and it was uh it's now coming to an end where i think outdoorsmen will be able to be a part of the solution Mm -hmm. and harvesting some of these um these animals but Mm -hmm. it's going to be a negotiation between tribal lands the the state it's going to be it's it's still got a lot to work out we're dealing with government yeah bureaucratic slow moving boat it's so true and so you know 
they're trashing the land itself. They've eaten all the grass. And so they are not healthy. They are starving Correct. to mm-hmm. death. Yes, they are. And they don't, you know, do, would we rather them go through the process of withering away due to starvation? Or would we rather allow hunters to harvest some of them, mm-hmm. cull the herd, yes. and uh, then feed hungry people, right? And, and actually make the the animals that are still there give them a much better opportunity to survive i mean and that goes to about about? every species that that we hunt every species that we fish and that goes along with uh that that ripple effect Mm -hmm. goes out to every other species here in arizona we have more uh species of animal that are being maintained by our game and fish department than any other non-coastal state in the nation Mm -hmm. i mean we have it all here and it's it's this balancing act that we have to take care of Mm -hmm. and it's it's the sportsman that not only takes care of that but also funds that as well and that's the next thing i wanted to get into people don't really understand you know i i guess they too often i don't even want to say they too often we say well the government pays for that Mm. whatever that is and it's like the government has the magic wand of finances well that's not true those finances go to the government through taxes Mm -hmm. right or through some other uh, funding method Uh, I guess all taxes really is where it comes from yes the government yes Um, so where does this conservation money come from you mentioned it comes from hunters and anglers but how does that happen so i understand the conservation departments whether it's game and fish departments of conservation whatever your state will call it does not receive general tax dollars they don't they're Mm -hmm. funded through licensing they're funded through tags they're funded through fines and they're um, funded through the the pittman robertson act Mm -hmm. Uh, and what that is is all outdoorsmen got together we voted and said you know what we can fund conservation we want to maintain our way of life so we are going to give ourselves a tax on top of the normal tax for everything that can be considered outdoor equipment like you guys know this firearms and and ammunition it started there and then the dingle johnson act came along and added all of angling and the fishing stuff on top of that all the anglers got together said well we want to be a part of this too we're in it's going to cost us 10 cents more on the dollar We're, we're golden let's make that happen we fund all of the conservation so when you see a lot of the you know environmental activists out there poo-pooing on the hunters and anglers they're not realizing that the money that goes to conservation comes from us absolutely and so the other piece that you touched on is that legacy piece right Mm -hmm. i mean you're a dad we're parents we're grandparents we already are looking to the future because we're seeing these little ones growing up Mm -hmm. and we understand that at some point we're going to hand the keys to the country over to the world, right? Right. To that generation. So if if part of the car they're driving doesn't include hunting, like if that's not part of their culture, right. if that's not something they grew up in, um, not only do I think we're robbing them of something amazing, but uh, it's also going to hurt conservation. Yeah. And where are we kind of on that spectrum? I, I think we're not. We're we, we, I think nationwide, the average age of a um, hunting and fishing license holder goes up almost one year every year, mm. meaning it's aging out. The, aging the, the, out. Yeah, we're aging out. There's no backfill. There's no young kids. There's nothing coming to fill that gap. And we need to fix that. Um, one of the one of our shining lights, something that's coming up, and I'm trying to promote as much as I can on the show, is the local VOR movement. 
a lot of people raising their own food, growing their own food, uh, they realize that the animal proteins that they need need to come from fishing or from hunting because they can't be hypocrite and say, I grow all my own everything and then go to the grocery store, talk to the butcher. Right. They need to get into this. And we as hunters and outdoorsmen need to open our arms to these people and say, look, we, yes, come, we are a welcoming lot. Come on in because we know that they're important. They're, they will become important champions for our cause. Absolutely. And I, I have not experienced any of the gun community or the hunting community as being sort of exclusive or cliquish. Um, but if you're standing on the outside, it just looks like, okay, I walk into like a Cabela's or a, a sportsman's or a, you know, mm-hmm. Bass Pro Shop and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it's overwhelming. Do I have to buy all this stuff? Like, I mean, I, I don't, I've never been hunting. I've been hunting with other people. Right. My dad and my three brothers, mm-hmm. they hunted. I was the camp queen. Right? Nice. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> was That's a good role. Cooking and cleaning up yes. after um, But uh, that was a different generation. Um, but, you know, I don't have the concept of what it really takes to go hunting. And it does feel exclusive. It does feel beyond me and overwhelming. What can you What can you tell folks to help them say like how do i take that first baby step so. ignore the stereotypes it's not it's not the old ways of women shouldn't be out hunting <laughs> with us women are the fastest women are the fastest growing segment in the market and so we you know we need to just overcome those stereotypes and we're not a bunch of just redneck animal killers mm-hmm. we're not we we like i said we love the land we love we take great pride in what we do there's a spirituality in hunting yes and um our, our friend our friend who come in here rob hunter mm-hmm. i took him hunting for the first time and he got it it was um. just so neat to watch him understand the spirituality of what was going on um is to share stories like that i think and, and to let people know that newbies are um, I, I have on my uh, Facebook and my um, my Instagram account this week is all going to be newbies hunting from last year. Just kind of recap of last year's dove hunting newbie crop. Perfect. So it's just fun to watch. It's fun to see. And if people can see that, they go, wow, if they can do it, I'll give it a try. And by the way, don't make someone hunt. If they say, I'm curious, I want to try it, yeah. just come along. Yeah. You don't have to even touch a firearm. Just come along with us. Get the vibe. See what we do. See yeah. how we do it. Yeah. And realize that it's just us. So you mentioned that you're going to have a series of uh, newbies on your your social media. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. So tell us about how do we find that. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash the go show with Mike Russell and on Instagram at the go show with Mike Russell. If I can get this intern Sarah girl to just get this, <laughs> to get my Twitter page open, I'm telling you. you oh, go. she's awesome. She we is love every kind of awesome. Sarah, the yes. intern. Uh, so, you know, kind of going back to that, how do we get started? You work very closely with the Arizona Game and Fish Department, and I think they might have some, uh, and of course, we're talking to people all across the nation. Sure. So they may not have an organization that's as with it, as connected, as organized as our uh, Arizona Game and Fish Department Mm -hmm. is here, but they could at least use that as an idea to start exploring. 
that we have in Arizona, kind of these uh, clinics, right? Like oh, absolutely. The, the first beginning phases of how do we even do this thing hunting. Right. And, and launch the Google machine because you're going to find in any state that you're at, you're going to find, you have a Department of Conservation. Every state has a Department of Conservation, whether they call it Game and Fish, Fish and Game, Department of Conservation, whatever they call it, you have a governing body that is, is tasked with regulating nature. Okay, mm-hmm. um, they are connected with other things like the Rocky Mountain Elk Society. Any kind of just name an animal society, your state has one, mm-hmm. and they they have meetings, they have events, they have trainings, they have uh, youth. Uh, every state has these. Mm-hmm. You just got to go in and find. Just Google. It's a simple Google search. Put youth hunting activities, mm-hmm. um, new hunting activities, mm-hmm. or fishing, whatever it is, or outdoor activities. It could be paddleboard, hiking. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Google that, and you're going to find some sort of group that has a free activity for you to participate in i just love that so much and i because i'm so blessed to be able to do what i do i have so many friends that are hunters uh so many female friends that are these incredible huntresses that have invited me to come out and it's like i've got to make it happen but when you talked about the spiritual angle i'm like i think when i if i do actually Mm -hmm. go hunting and i you know am successful Mm -hmm. i I can just feel that I'm going to have an emotional reaction. I'm probably going to tear up. I'm probably going to be moved by the the bigness of it. I was right. Thank I you was for when that. I when I oh when I shot my first deer. I I was I about came unglued. Yes, that was that was deep. Thank you. And then I that. then I then I processed it. I prepared it and yes. I served it to my family. Yes. And I can I have the chills head to toe right now. Me too. It was just every you know cell in your body just fires off like yes. Yes. This is what you're supposed to do. And yes. it just felt great. And it, the whole way through, it was just a really cool, cool spiritual experience. Oh, man. I love that. Now, I have eaten game that you have uh, landed. Uh, those dove poppers. <laughs> oh, baby. Yes. Dove poppers. Well, it is dove season. So here we go. We're all <laughs> dove popper crazy from here on out. We'll do dove kebabs. We'll do them all. Well, and I think the only reason we could even get you in here is because our show is recorded late enough in the day yes. that we've missed the dawn yes, patrol right. <laughs> out there terrorizing. I the have dove. done radio programs in full camo right out of the field. I yes. I do believe that. Got to get every minute you can out there. Oh my gosh, that this is just an incredible conversation, and I think that more people need to be having it and and need to understand that. You know, we aren't the stereotype, we meaning those who value our Second Amendment rights and carry firearms and those of us that are out there in the field hunting. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned the people that local vor. Am yes, I saying that right? Local vor. Mm-hmm. So that is people that, I don't know, I guess in my in my day, I would have called them either yuppies or, you know, hippies. That's hippies fine. Yeah, growing or... your own stuff, wearing the Birkenstocks, you know. <laughs> A little patchouli. Right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. definitely not the people that you would see out there in the camo right. and the bright orange. And it would shock a lot of people, even in our world, it would shock us to see what, what, are you kidding me? They just rolled up in a Land Rover and they got out and all this new, like, nice stuff. Like, whoa, wait, yeah. who are these people? Welcome them. Open your arms. Sure. Help, help them. Get them started. Welcome them into the, because they're buying licenses. They are buying tags. They are contributing to the success of our environment. They are so important to us yeah. because they're going to raise their kids the same way. Yeah. Just like we, it's just a different, it's just a different path to the same goal. And that is uh, ultimately just keeping this, this beautiful, beautiful nation that we have just full of wildlife and animals. And they're thinking more on the terms of eating clean. Yep. 
Darn right. Right. And how amazing is eating clean? I love eating clean. I love serving my family and knowing exactly where it came from because I'm the one that got it. I'm the one that went out and got it. I know exactly where that meat came from. So somehow the minute you say that, that I want to eat clean, Mm -hmm. there's something that changes. I think I can just feel it from the listeners all across the country going, okay, wait a minute. So maybe we're not murderers. Maybe we're, you know, we're caring for our family in an extraordinary way. And if we don't happen to live in a place where we can raise our own, fill in the blank. Yes. Anything. Birds. Just, any protein. Rabbits, animal protein. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be, yeah. that we have to go out in nature mm-hmm. and, and harvest uh, those things there. So... I just well, like to do it for myself. I just like to do it on my own. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. It's a bonding experience with the family. And you just know where your meat's coming from. And by the way, guys, thank you guys for what you do. And I encourage a lot of people that listen around the nation, find your, if you have a local gun store, mm. that you can talk to people and trust them like the everyone in Arizona trusts these two. Mm. That you just, you get, you don't be afraid. Go and experience and try and feel. And then when you decide on the right firearm, of course, get to azfirearms.com. Thank you to for get the best that. Thank you. Speaking of Go, the name of your show, as we wrap up, I want be- folks to know how they can follow everything you do. Because even if they're not in Arizona, we have this amazing uh, interweb thing this happening. Thing, yeah. Right? As I point to my, my laptop here. Uh, and you can hear everything that Mike talks about, all the guests he has on his show, all the the recipes you guys talk about cooking darn right we talk about it's a huge part of what we do it's a gigantic part and i'm so tired of people saying that tastes gamey that tastes it's not supposed to taste like beef because it's not a cow it's not supposed to taste like chicken it's not a chicken it's not supposed to taste like pork it's not a pig it's something else and it's supposed to taste like something else well and the game let it taste like something else isn't that also part of how to properly process it if you're properly processing it maybe that takes that down well, right well it just tastes different i think gamey has been an umbrella term for oh. it doesn't taste like steak oh, pork yeah. or chicken okay so it's just gamey just <laughs> try it cook it right cook it properly like people overcook dove because they think it's a bird so it's a chicken so you're supposed to no it's not it's a clean meat it's mm. supposed to be served medium medium mm-hmm. to medium rare you're not mm-hmm. supposed to burn this stuff and cook it all the way through See that? Yeah. These are it's, the nuggets. I know. These are the nuggets you're going to get on and the show. And how to Go find show. me. Let me check this out. Ready? Yes. yes. Go to gunfreedomradio.com. <laughs> and there's, there's a guest page on there. You can find all my contact information right there. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for you, everything guys. that you do. Thank you for, for being our radio dad. You guys are awesome. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Mike Russell of The Go Show. Bye-bye now. You got to say goodbye. Bye, bye. Hey, see you, bye. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Stick around. We still have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting... Look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this show is also a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to celebrate the ordinary, everyday heroes. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Those heroes are responsibly armed citizens who use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. So imagine for a moment that you're taking a little road trip, either for nostalgia or to save a few extra dollars on your travel budget, you decide to take a Greyhound bus and take them up on their old slogan to leave the driving to us. Well, Greyhound has a policy that doesn't allow firearms or other weapons on their rolling coaches. Had you been driving your own car, you would have been thinking of possible travel hazards and brought your tools of self-defense, just as you would have brought an extra spare tire. But you are a responsibly armed citizen and you follow the rules and are leaving the driving and your personal safety to Greyhound's care. Well, your trip is pleasant enough and relaxing as you make small talk with the elderly couple in the seats across the aisle and learn about the new grandbaby they just met for the first time. You chat with the young college student who is anxiously and excitedly traveling to their new school. And then suddenly you you realize there's something there's something there's a violent commotion somewhere up up near the front of the bus it takes you a moment to realize that danger has also boarded this bus and is making his way through the aisle waving a knife shouting and menacing you and your fellow passengers you instinctively reach for where you normally carry your firearm only to remember 
you left it at home, locked in your safe. The feeling of vulnerability hits you almost as hard as the jolt that lurches you out of your seat as danger attacks the driver of the bus, yanking the steering wheel and crashing the bus into the guardrail. So what do you do now? Where do you go when people are lying, injured in the aisle, and danger is blocking the only possible exit, slashing at all of your travel mates with his knife? Well, this story could have had a horrific ending were it not for a motorist who stopped to help at the crash site and who had not left his firearm at home. And thankfully, this motorist was able to subdue danger and stop his murderous plans. Many lives were saved that day because of preparedness, training, and the quick and decisive actions of a responsibly armed citizen. In Fountain, Colorado, a Denver-bound Greyhound bus was boarded by 47-year-old Edmundo Arianes Aduelo, a Mexican national. After threatening the passengers with a knife, the man turned his attention to the driver. The attacker grabbed the wheel, causing the bus to veer into a guardrail. The man has been caught thanks to a passerby who stopped and pulled his own gun, forcing the hijacker to drop the knife, and held him at gunpoint until police arrived. The attacker is now facing charges of felony menacing with a weapon, assault, reckless endangerment, felony criminal mischief, and hindering public transportation. Some passengers had minor injuries, though it was unclear if it was from the armed man or by the accident. Under Greyhound corporate policy, no firearms or edged weapons are allowed on board. So, although there may have been many gun owners on the bus, they were probably unarmed, and they legally prohibited from defending themselves or their fellow passengers. Charges are pending for the man in custody. Greyhound, leave the self-defense to us. Right? It's so true. So the other thing I wanted to say about that is the first article I read about that mentioned Zippo Zero Nothing about how a motorist came along and, and helped hold the, the knife-wielding attacker at bay until the police could arrive. How does that even happen? No that, one reported it? Right. That's not an important piece of the story, clearly. But oh. yet it is. Hello. I mean, it's the pivotal turning point to causing that person to stop slashing and attacking people on a bus. So the man that stopped them by using a gun, mm-hmm. did, they didn't even mention that. Didn't mention him. Uh, I read about that piece of it in The Truth About Guns, which is an online publication, and then linked over to the, the original report. And I kept comparing back and forth, and I'm like, did I miss it? Did they, you know, but no, they didn't mention it at all. So, and I guess the edge weapon knife that he was carrying wasn't legal either but what did greyhound do about that yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with all of that and are they gonna well the the passerby wasn't a passenger so they won't do anything to him but sometimes you hear that the corporate steps in and then you know has something to say legally towards the people that that were the good guy with the gun but right now it is time for dan's commentary tell yourself that you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Well, you know, 
we have an estate company and we do estate sales. Mm-hmm. And um, so I get the opportunities. I'm blessed to be able to meet a lot of different people with a lot of different ways of believing in things. Sure. And we had, uh, you know, I had one recently. When we, guns always become part of the debate. And because uh, I, I kind of like guns. You do? A Wait, bit. newsflash. We so, didn't know so this. So anyway, and, you know, I had um, a gentleman and lady that uh, I was moving some stuff out of their house a couple days ago. And uh, we the conversation got to be, oh, yeah, we like guns, but, but. Oh, my gosh. What do I do? Because I have to be very careful because, you know, I don't want them to be mad. I'm taking all their stuff out of their house. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be mad, but I don't want them to be mad sure, anyway. Sure, sure. So, we, you know, we had a really lengthy con- conversation, and, you know, it was nice because they listened. Hmm. They had they were set in their ways, mm-hmm. but they didn't call me stupid or didn't say that, you know, it's dumb that you think this way. They let me talk, and I listened to them. It didn't erupt into sound no. bites and, hurled at one another. Right, and it's, it's very comforting to know that, and if we would just do that, because I gave them some good points. And they gave me some good points. Mm. And the bottom line is they didn't think that that people, they said that you're more likely to have an accident in your home by having guns than you are, you know, being invaded by somebody or a robbery or something. And, you know, my defense on that is that, yes, if you buy a gun and you put it in your house and you have kids in the house and you don't lock it up and you don't practice safety and you don't get training, that definitely you're going to have issues right but the whole key is you get the training and that wasn't in their head they didn't think about that they didn't think they just they just heard what they heard i said you know a responsibly armed citizen is going to get training he's going to have a lockbox for the gun he's going to be aware of his surroundings all that stuff and anyway the meeting that we had left in good terms Mm -hmm. because they heard stuff i heard stuff from them and so the only thing that James and I want everyone to know is listen to people and don't get angry at them and don't try to tell them what to do. Just have a conversation. Hey! Well, it's so simple. It is. <laughs> Why do we struggle so with that? Why do I have to force somebody to believe in what I believe? Ay, ay, ay. You give them your pointers, you talk. And, you know, I've been married 33 years. I know how to do that. (laughs) Okay. I don't force anything on Cheryl. Right, Mike? We don't do that, right? Don't look at me. He's like, do not wrap me into this conversation. We just, you know, you just, you just have, you 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 listen to both sides. And that is the best way to not only win hearts and minds to what you're thinking, but also to actually, you could, you might learn something in the process, right? right? So for you, you were able to learn from them that they weren't completely closed-minded right but that they were like they he even agreed with you at the end there he was like yeah well i guess if you have training then and it's like he still wanted to do the butt thing but it's like just let it simmer you don't have to win the whole war in one conversation and the reason the butt thing is is that they didn't have the training yeah they went shot they you know they're they've they've hunted on their farm they've done things Mm. but there's a difference between being around guns than being trained mm-hmm. with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they learn the Ten Commandments of safety. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to it. You have to, if you're going to have a gun in your house, it's like having another part of your family. That per, You need to learn. You need to train the whole work. Well, and the thing I always say is, you know, we have 
probably multiple drawers in most homes filled with these horrible, dangerous, uh, you know, sharp instruments called knives. But none of us think about the fact that, you know, oh, my gosh, how irresponsible are you? You have knives in your house and your children just walk through these rooms filled with knives. Well, no, we don't freak out because why? Because they are part of our lives. Everybody in the house knows they're there and knows how to use them. And age appropriate, we teach our children how to be safe with them. And it, it changes the whole concept until now it's not, you know, oh, we have these dangerous weapons used for murder. You know, it's like, no, well, we own knives. And oh, yeah, by the way, we own guns. Yeah, And, and home, in the garage, there's a chainsaw that we also teach our child how to use safely so they don't just go out there and start playing with it. Right. And when we when Cassie was young, <laughs> except for we, Mike, we had <laughs> yeah, we had safety catches on our doors and we had uh, outlet covers and all that. But you know what? Two, three year old kid. They learn to get around that stuff. True story. So you have to be on it. You have to be on it all the time. True story. And so. All right. That was great. I liked that one. Good commentary. Thank you and James. Um, Um, Thank you. You missed that earlier. (laughs) All right. Well, we want to thank our tech crew. Ed, you gave me the belly laugh. First thing in the show. Thank you for that. She's never going to forget that, Ed. (laughs) She doesn't get those very often. I was told there would be cake. I still can't believe you quoted it. (laughs) That guy is full of quotable lines, that that character. Uh, Thank you for all you do. You keep me on time when I let you and you call all of our guests. It's just thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners. Oh, we, we value your time. You could be doing anything with your time. And when you choose to spend it with us, that is precious and valued. And then when you take the conversations that we have here to your dinner tables and to your carpools, that's even better. And thank you to our guests for bringing all their wisdom here. Uh, we couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you so much. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Mm. Even the ones you don't like. Mm. Especially the ones you don't like. You're pushing it. (laughs) Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. 
And I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net.